frog or two Kiss a frog or two before You find your friends You got to kiss a frog or two Kiss a frog or two before You find your friends Hello and welcome to this Once week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. And did you know that HBO Max now is just Max? Dude, that's old news. Is You're it? just getting on that? Yeah. You don't watch anything on there? No. You gonna watch The Flash? No. <laughs> I, f- I went to go uh, watch HBO Hard Knocks because, you know, the Jets oh, are on it this yeah, season. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then I, went, I was like, I went on to my Xbox because that's where I had it last down, the app last downloaded. And I have my just uh, kind of um, opossuming off of my sister's mm-hmm. uh on my sister's account. account yeah and i went to go select on hbo max because the app was still downloaded and they're like hbo max is now just max. max yeah so then i had to download that to watch it mm, do you think it's like max like to the max or is it max like hi my name's max i don't know i think it's probably to the max to the max but they should have spelled it with two x's to really get that point Ooh, like tj max yeah like they get it across mm-hmm. i got I got a little. I got questioned this weekend on the man trip for supporting the Jets, which apparently is now the assumption that I do. <laughs> you support them in uh, in uh, per, I, I, what's the word? Perpetu- perpetuity. Well, no perpetuity. No, that what doesn't does that make mean? any sense. Per- <laughs> like uh, in perpetuity, so like until further notice, into oh. the, the future. So maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I no, you follow, you support them. I shadow follow them. Sure, but <laughs> be, out of um, sup, out of because I support them. You support yeah, them. Okay. but isn't I mean I don't support any other team. Not support air quotes, right? I'm not like buying tickets to games, and I'm not watching the preseason. But I'll turn on a Jets game and watch it. Okay. Well, cool. I'm glad to know that. This is a good year to start watching. Plus, Aaron Rodgers, dude. He's a content legend. Yeah, it's funny. He <laughs> he was all, uh, I don't want to do it. And then all of a, he's like, I don't want hard knocks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a distraction. They're for the NFL. He even said public, like when asked a question about it when he was golfing, he said the NFL is forcing us to do it. And then all he does is be the star of the entire Hamming show. Hamming it up, dude. Yeah. I haven't watched the show, but I've watched the clips because I follow the Jets on social media. But someone's like, why are you a Jets fan? And I'm like. Is this what it's like? Yeah, out here nobody <laughs> nobody really gets it. Yeah, they're like, "Are you from New York?" And then I have to be like, "No." Yeah. Why are you a Jets fan? Because like, my friend is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a little, maybe a little yeah. better than. No, that is not better. When I was in. Your like, origin is way better. Fourth grade. Just yeah. Liked the colors and You're played with them on Madden. I'm a 36 year old man who just started following a football team because his, my friend does. <laughs> That well, sounds you, way worse. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you don't really like. You don't really like actually like. You're not invested in them. Not if they lose. Yet. If you lose, are you? Are if they lose, which is going to happen? Yeah. Are you just are you going to be all heartbroken about it? Not yet. Hmm. Not I yet. think I could get there. Yet. Yeah. Thought, thought, thought. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, you do need to fill your. Um, you do need to fill your uh, fall sports quota because we know the Blazers. Yes. Uh, our manager today. So, uh, at work, the call system, the boss, boss, yes, boss, 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 boss. 
handsome boss, well-dressed boss. Well-dressed boss. <laughs> he, uh, so the system in the intercom was not working in the lobby today. Mm-hmm. So I am shouting every number. Oh, seriously? To get people to try to come to my window. I had to do it all day. Today was a weird day. Um, and It was a full moon last night. Yeah, I know. I know. And everyone was real weird today. So I don't believe in that heebie-jeebie, but I'll tell you, it was weird today. I'm just telling you, I don't, I don't know if there's a correlation. Yeah. But there definitely seems to be... Causation. <laughs> but there was a correlation. Yes, there's yes. a correlation. I don't know if it is caused by the full yeah. moon, but it always seems to happen on full moon. Yeah, dude, they were extra weird today. Um, And so, uh, you know... He, we were messaged as a group. Hey, everybody, the comms are down. So just, you know, do what you can. We're trying to figure it out. And then he messaged everybody and was like, just a heads up. Um, it's happening uh, everywhere. Uh, and then someone was like, uh, then one of the supervisors was like, hey, try it again and see if it still works. Someone tries and they message in the group and says, it's still broken. And then I wrote back, as is my heart. And then the boss, 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 boss said, well, yeah, you're a Blazers fan. And I mm. just responded with, was. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dude, I am dead serious. I was, uh, Alex helped us move this weekend. And I, this week, I guess, uh, I just don't care. I find that because I don't have that just passion for the team, mm-hmm. I don't even care for basketball. Mm. Like, you know, Suns have always been my second team. But I'm not as enthused about the Suns as I always have been for the Blazers. And now that I'm not following the Blazers at all, I don't even fi- I find myself not even caring to go and play. Mm, that's too bad. It is terrible. Jake, I don't want to bring the mood down, but my mental health is in the gutter right now. Because of the Portland Trail Blazers? No. Oh, okay. Just in general. Mm. I am struggle bussing. I signed up for individual therapy. Today. Did you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. I just, I know that there's something going on and I just, you know, I tried for too long to just be like, I- I'll get it. Mm-hmm. No, I can't get it. And I honestly, sure. I'm at the point where I'm like, they ain't going to get it either, but maybe they will. I think you'd be surprised. I hope to be surprised. And it, and it may not, um, you may not jive with your first with your first one either. It that's that's common. Yeah. So I would try multiple until you completely give up on it. Yeah. I think I tried one a few years ago and like they helped me for like a week and I was like, Cool, thanks and then I was like, That was it. But then also there was an issue with the insurance or whatever. But mm. now we know this per this is covered and like let's just explore this. Let's see if we can get in a better headspace. Sure. I feel like I'm th- no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even going to fake that. I, I'm definitely thinking more negatively about myself. Mm. Like, no one likes me. And then if they do, why the fuck do they? Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but then I, I can tell myself, like, I want to be more positive And I want to be more, like, less reactionary about things. And I still am. Mm. So it's hopefully to find some tools to navigate through those thoughts and processes yeah it's hard i mean i think i think the best thing i think that it gives you is definitely perspective yeah um and i i think uh i mean it's definitely helped me navigate through a lot of different things and 
Um, so I'm glad that you're, you've taken that step to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think anybody and everybody everywhere can benefit from therapy, whether you think it or not. Um, cause we all have shit that we're dealing with. Oh yeah. But if your mental health is really bad, then good. I'm, I'm glad that it's, that you've, you're going, it's, I, I, I know it's going to help. Yeah. You, you just have to allow yourself to be. Helped. I know. But then I gotta like admit shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you mean by admitting. Like, what do you mean by admitting? Just my toxic traits. Oh. Things like that. Sure. And, you know, the, our shortcomings are, mm-hmm. um, again, like I said, toxic traits, uh, uh, anger, issues, trauma, past, right? Mm-hmm. Just all of that's going to need to be addressed, I think, to kind of figure out yeah. those things. Well, for sure. But I think if you're at the position where you're like, okay, I need somebody else to step in in here and help me Mm -hmm. i think you're at the point where you can talk about those things Mm. with somebody else in a positive constructive way because i know like for me it took me a long time to be agree to go to therapy um because i was like oh i don't like i don't want to talk i don't want to talk about that kind of stuff like they weren't they're not going to get it and i'm just like I don't think, and a lot of times I just, I don't think I'm wrong about those kind of things. Like my behavior is fine. Mm. It's justified. Oh, dude, you're so speaking you're, my brain language right so now. If, so if you're, uh, <laughs> so if you're like in the point where like, okay, I, I do need help. Cause there was times where people were like, you should go to therapy. Mm-hmm. So then I went because I was, I felt like I needed to go. Right. Like I f- felt like I had to go. I don't go. like that. Yeah. I felt like I had to go. So then when I was there, I was like, you know, like wasn't really op- willing to open up about right. everything. But if you're making the conscious decision to go, mm-hmm. then uh, I, I mean, I, I think you're probably in a good mental space to actually benefit from it. So. Well, I'll say that like, you know, everyone on the mantra for the longest time, which I did re- this last weekend, uh, the mantra uh, was like a year 11 or something. Um, for the longest time in the earlier years, people would be like, who's Jeff going to antagonize this year? Like to the point of like getting them ba- that pissed and like, it's just me just being a bully. Like Dimitri always says. Um, but I hated hearing that every year. Like, Oh, what's Jeff going to do? What's Jeff going to do? And it's like, dude, is that really what people think of me? Why the fuck are you guys? My friends? <laughs> like I'm serious. Um, so then this year I made it, a I made a conscious effort to pull certain friends aside. And I said, Hey, I know that some of my behaviors in the past maybe have affected our relationship since. And I apologize for that. And I'm saying this to you too right now. Like if anything that I've ever done has affected your ability to maybe feel close to me or to be my friend, then I apologize for that. Because to you, I'll say the same thing that I say to them is there is so much in your friendship and who you are that I value Mm -hmm. and that you bring value to me and my life and my growth and my family and I don't want kind of my behaviors and I don't want my behaviors and my actions and my words to negatively impact the people that I value in my life I'm Um, sure that meant a lot to to people i mean i was drinking so they're just like you're drunk and i'm like no i'm i'm uh, don't 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 write it off to that because mm-hmm. i really wasn't drunk i was like drinking a beer and then a seltzer and then mm-hmm. a beer and then a seltzer uh water seltzer sure. um and then the next morning i said hey you remember last night and i was there like yeah and i go i would just want you to know i, I meant that just because of i'm pulling you aside to have that conversation mm-hmm. at that time doesn't mean i mean it less and just because i'm doing it here on the podcast with you mm-hmm. doesn't mean i mean it less I just, sure. I, I I'm it. trying to take ownership to, uh, for the things that I've done in the past, 
um, with some of these friends and relationships that I value and trying to make them. I don't want to be seen as just like, oh, that's just who Jeff is. No, that's not just who Jeff is. And that's not who Jeff wants to be. I don't want to be just that guy where like, oh, that's just Jeff. No, Jeff is a good dude and you can count on him and, and he cares and he brings value to me. And if I don't, fine, I'm not going to be measuring my self-worth on whether or not you think I bring value to you. But at this time in our life, I want you to know that you bring value to my life. And I hope that that's something that can be reciprocated and built upon. Now, some of those relationships that I have with those friends, I don't think necessarily will be. But the time that I do spend with them and connect with them, I value that time. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to see them every day. I'm not going to talk to them every day. We might not know each other's kids on a personal level. And I think that's fine. But I don't want to be seen as like just this guy who's just like a shithead. Sure. I mean, I'm uh, going through uh, it, Jake. <laughs> I, hey, uh, that's that's inter- introspection is important. Yeah. I feel like it's a it's a I think it's a it's something behavior. I think, yeah. Introspection is a behavior. I think it's something that yeah. uh, one, it, it's a trait that you I think it's a trait, but also behavior. I think it's a trait because it requires something intrinsic about mm. your about you that you have the ability to do it and then i think it's a behavior that you have to then act out mm-hmm. which i think mm. is ad which i think is admirable because mm. it's hard i think a lot of people lack that ability or the lack the ability to be introspective about themselves and be honest with mm-hmm. like you know there's been times i've acted a shitty look none of us are perfect yeah, all of us no. have all of us have been shitty to people in our past i do me 100 percent too like there's so much that i look back on and I'm like dude I was such cringy I was yeah it was you know <laughs> cringy is a good word for it I but and then you have to remember like though too like so one thing my well okay two things mm-hmm. one is that um right well one is that if they didn't if the people around you were that upset about yeah things that happened in the past they wouldn't be around you right now I don't get that I can't get that this leads me to number okay. two is something that my um is that my therapist pointed out to me yeah. is that uh, nobody <laughs> nobody thinks about the things we think about yes. as much as we do. Correct. So you may be thinking that something that happened five years ago with this with a particular individual, you just think about it, you ruminate on it, you yes. all the time you think about it. Maybe not all the time, but it's like anytime you're around them. Your memory is being yes. flooded by that and just causing you self-doubt, thinking like this person doesn't really like me. There's still mm-hmm. this unresolved tension. And to them, they don't even think about it anymore. I 100% so feel I think that. So I think with people with mental health um, mental health issues, whether it's anxiety, depression, a combination of both yeah. or whatever, past trauma, I, we, we're going to weight those kind of things a lot mm-hmm. heavier and think about them a lot more than people who don't have the same yeah. issues like there could i'm sure there are things that you think about me some sort of interaction we've had in the past mm-hmm. that weigh on your mind that i don't even think about yeah or oh, don't even sure. remember yeah so I, we're not yeah. we don't have to get anything specific yeah or like that but it's just like no the, let's get some, I'm just <laughs> the um because i can't think of anything yeah, but yeah. the uh so anyway yeah i it's hard to in the moment to think okay Nobody is thinking about this as hard as I'm thinking about it yeah. for me. Right. Because nobody, ultimately, this isn't, this might come across as bad, mm-hmm. but it's not meant to. Okay. Nobody cares. Like, just nobody thinks about you or cares mm-hmm. enough to think that deeply about yeah. the things that you're worried about. Right. 
example for me is like when I'm playing flag football, I'm constantly self-conscious about myself. I think I'm the most unathletic unattractive looking person on the football field and you want to be attractive <laughs> on the field i want to be good looking like, oh, okay. like officer carter you know yeah yeah, I mean? yeah like with the, with the uh, mustache no not with everything. the mustache you minus the mustache he's very <laughs> handsome he's got like a mexi stash and i can say that <laughs> <laughs> and so but then my when i talk about that with my therapist thinking that i'm less than because i don't yeah. measure up to the people i'm around they're like nobody is looking at you and thinking the way you think about yourself. No. Because nobody You're like a gazelle no, out nobody there. gives it no because nobody gives a shit. Like I do. When I come when I came to watch you, I'm hypercritical of you. <laughs> and I was very impressed with your defense. Oh well th- I'm not thank looking you for like oh, God damn, Jake's handsome. He's great at defense, but he's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> my point is is that nobody yeah. is like looking at my shirt and thinking like, oh what a dumb shirt and constantly thinking about Did you do you the pick out the wearing. shirt? Well, it, no, it's yeah, it's a point of conflict. Yeah. That's a point of conflict because we have Marshall makes us wear uh, team basically um, logo branded team shirts okay. now. So it has like the PDX football logo on it. Oh, and each team has their own colors. Mm-hmm. And we wear this like really ugly Kelly green kind of What's like Kelly green. Oh, I've got the shirt over okay. there. It's, is it dark green? Because no, were, it's oh. like a lighter green. I oh. love dark green, but it's, yeah, it's gr- a little bit lighter shade than that <gasps> and it's and it's a not a great fabric so it like clings and everything so i feel super self-conscious like in it static so all yeah, yeah. So all, it's like I know you're talking it's about. like a cheap dry fit mm. and it's just a bad it's just a bad look and i hate wearing it and so i'm super self-conscious wearing it yeah i would so I get it, what you're saying so then when i like gets in your it gets head in my head playing. and then my my therapist is like jake nobody cares about your shirt just yeah, I'm stop. judging your performance, dude. <laughs> so I I don't mean to like make no, no, light no, 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 of no, what no. you're going through t- by talking about no, a shirt, but I just I trying to I guess helpful. add context or relate to what you're saying. Well, and and what what you're doing is something that I also realized this weekend is like I felt like you know all the struggles that I was going through to like. One, buy a house. Two, try to rent a house. Three, get to the house. Mm-hmm. Got rear-ended. Like, uh, and then all the things with the foster system and like all the things we're going, we've gone through in the last year with Cheyenne. And I just felt like, like you know, people kept saying to me, well, you know, things happen in threes. I'm like, <laughs> this is nine, dude. We are a number nine in a row. Like, at what, are we just going in threes until we reach a number? Like, it just felt like. It was all bad for me, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like getting down on myself. And then I was talking to some friends on this trip, and you know we're very like, "Hey, how you doing?" Blah 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 blah. And then we get like talking, and then I find out some of my friends are going through some horrific shit, mm-hmm. and it's for them feeling like it's always something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa, okay, it's like I I feel terrible, but it's nice to hear that it's not mm-hmm. just me." Yeah. And then I get online one morning, I couldn't sleep, and I wake up, and then I read online that one of my friends, who him and his wife were expecting, lost the baby. Mm. And I'm just like, dude, I'm already pissed at this planet, and then that happens. And like, I, 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 it's been a, I am so enthused for this couple to like be on that journey. I was so excited for them. And then that happens, and I'm just like, dude, what the F is going on? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then it just ruined my day. Yeah, I um my therapist pointed me to some literature. Yeah, oh, I love literature. That, uh, um a a book and 
one of the main arguments is like our brains as a defense mechanism uh-huh. as we're going through evolutionary time we catastrophize things as mm-hmm. a as a protection me- mechanism like hey don't go over there to that <laughs> to that lake because there's saber-toothed tigers there yeah. and they'll eat your ass right so we catastrophize that's hot right now so we catastrophize like <laughs> our our hunter-gatherer ancestors could like our brains were out of adapted to weigh negative things higher because that's how you survive sure you remember things that almost cost you your life so our brains Uh, are wired to one uh weigh negative information yeah higher than positive information out of a survival mechanism in our brains but then also um we catastrophize things Mm -hmm. so then because we're also as a function of being human one of the way our brains work is we pattern everything so then now that that's all we have all of these things in our brain working mm. against us. One, we negative we weigh negative information higher and we create patterns in our brain. So we are constantly patterning these things, thinking it's all it's only bad things ever happening to me. Mm. And anything good always ends up leading to bad. Yes. When in actuality none of those things are actually connected. Mm-hmm. We're just making we're just making useless connections in our brain mm-hmm. because that's the way our brain functions. So then thinking about then so cognitively stopping yourself and being like, okay, those things don't have anything to do with each other. I still have all of these other good things yeah. in my life that are not negative. Yeah. And I should folk and I need to make sure that I am as much as I think about the negative, I'm also thinking about positive things as well. Because we all do have positive things in our yeah. life that we forget about when we are catastrophizing and thinking about the negative. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to ask you, but it's finding the tools to like, you. I know that, right? I know that. I know it's not all bad, but that's what therapy helps you do is it helps you one, talk those out and then have somebody who's trained to be able Mm -hmm. to, um, get you through different things that help you then. Um, one of them is like EMD. I feel like EMDR, which is a type of, exercise you yeah, do yeah, with yeah. somebody who's like a psychologist who's trained in it is that they help you or therapist who someone who knows what they're doing and right. train you that we all have triggering memories that when we're triggered is going to heighten our fight or our fight or flight syndrome which then which is all of the catastrophizing and the weighing of negative information and we become tunnel visioned and we go into survival mode it's because when certain external factors are triggered mm-hmm. and we start thinking about those memories, we get locked into those memories and we start thinking that what is happening now is happening exactly like that mm. thing that happened in the past. And then we start guarding against it and we, be, we, how, whatever our talk, whatever our self-help behaviors have become, yes, whatever that is in our past that have led us to have certain behaviors. I have my own. I'm sure you have yours. Oh yeah. And, um, and then, so we just, we end up, patterning our behavior again which then almost like becomes self-fulfilling because the thing we were trying to guard against it ends up that way because we cause it to end up that way so um dude that is that is a great point so yeah i mean i think with with emdr what it helps with emdr specifically is a specific type of like um uh cognitive behavior therapy Mm -hmm. um ebt and then um emdr is a type of like DBT. DBT. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, dialectical behavior therapy. Yeah. And um, EMDR is part of that where it's like a rapid eye movement thing. And um, so like w- like an exercise that my therapist will do would be like, 
okay, so think about, we'll go through whatever the, the memory is, right? Mm-hmm. And then so sh- we'll talk through the memory and then she'll be like, okay, so now close your eyes and then now open them and then she'll rapidly, like I have to f- like fixate and plus try to clear my brain as best yeah. as I can and just follow her pen from side to side and then stop and then talk about what you feel mm. and then go through the memory again. And apparently you, the rapid eye movement tricks our brain into thinking that everything is okay because it keeps us from being tunnel visioned. And then it l- slowly lessens the That's the emotional response you get when that particular memory is brought up. So for me, when certain environmental triggers happen mm-hmm. that then make me think about past trauma, yeah, that memory has now become less emotionally driven in my brain i can look at it more logically and it doesn't affect my external behavior as much interesting so, dude so that kind of that's the kind of stuff you get from therapy yeah. which is why i am such a proponent yeah of especially the people i care and love yeah to go do it if you know especially if they feel like they need it but everybody should do it because yeah. i feel like everybody has stuff that they can talk about and wow everything can help all right them, you so. make me feel encouraged not that i wasn't encouraged obviously i'm encouraged enough to actually go through the freaking hassle Ha- mm-hmm. air quotes of calling someone and setting it up yeah i just randomly went okay it looks good did you, uh, go to okay. like, did you get like better help or something like no that? it was through my i called kaiser and then they said we all oh, everyone we have is full here's a list of available places mm-hmm. and um then i just kind of looked at a few and then saw some someone who i think kind of like works th- with my issues that i believe that mm-hmm. i have sure and then we'll we'll see good uh, I might suck and I might bail, but I mean, it's if, the if, beginning. If you get there and you don't like, hey, this I just don't feel comfortable opening up with this person. Yeah, yeah, then go find definitely yeah. go find somebody else. I got lucky. I really hit it off with my um, with my current therapist, and mm-hmm. I've been with her for almost three three years now. Wow. And um, but yeah, it's uh, just it it's hard thinking like, but then remembering this person is a professional in yeah. their field. Yeah, and um. They know what they're talking. I mean, they know what they're talking about. You know, I think uh, I've always been open to it, and I've always been a participant in it. Like, it's not hard for me to open up when I first get there. Sure. It's not. Okay. I'll just dump everything on your ass, and then be like, "All right, now tell me what to do." Um, but I think that's like when my when I was a kid, and my dad went to prison when I was ten. My mom was like, "We're all going to therapy," and we went individually, and then we did family therapy. Mm, okay. And so, you know, every time we went in there, I was the talker. I would just tell, talk, 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 talk about everything that I was feeling. Even like if I was feeling things at night, I'd like get up and check if my mom was awake and I'd go in a room and I'd just talk things out. So I don't have a problem with that. It's just like I think what you're ta- what you've hit that nail on the head with me is like I've just gotten into these like uh, emotional or, or trigger responses that are not healthy. Sure. And when I get ton, I, I can see mm-hmm. myself like even moving. Right. I'm, I can tell that I'm stressed and triggered while I'm moving and I'm tunnel visioned. Mm-hmm. My back hurts right now. I'm so sore, but you couldn't stop me. Mm-hmm. Jen said, hey, take a break. And I'm like, nope. And I would just like throw every couch and chair on my back and I would mm-hmm. just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, hey, slow down, take a break, take a breath, relax. Yeah. I'm just tunnel visioned. Definitely. I think, I-, um, I think that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, also, I think if you if you sit back and you think about, okay, what are the physiological responses mm-hmm. to um, to being like emotionally triggered and yeah. being anxious? It's like 
you don't think about it in the time because you're so hyper focused. Yes. And uh, for me, like I, I get really obsessive. Is like what what happens? Your 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 shoulders kind of hunch forward yep. a little bit. Your back, like you like your you start physically aching. Mm-hmm. Like I know I feel it in my chest, like tightening oh, yeah. of the chest and all that kind of stuff. And so being cognizant of the physiological responses too and mm-hmm. uh, is helpful because then you can. There's things you can do to trick your body into getting out of fight or flight. Like one yeah. of them is, uh, and the, and this is what somebody who's trained in, in DBT mm-hmm. can really mm-hmm. help with, is that like, um, if you're feeling really anxious, one thing to do, one thing that I can do if I have if it's available, mm-hmm. is to um, take ice and put it on the back of my head because it cools you down mm-hmm. because your body temperature will will right. rise yeah. in in um, in, in uh, when you're feeling threatened. Yeah, because um, your your blood will start moving quicker, and you, so that all that tricks your body into getting out of fight or flight. Wow. Because when you're in fight or flight, everything's emotion driven. Yeah. When your amygdala is activated out of a, out of a, a desire to stay alive. Yeah. You're going. Your body is going to prepare itself. Pre- well, pre- yeah. Uh, give it all its it yeah. evolutionary advantages to survive. Mm-hmm. Whether it's <laughs> we're not actually trying to get eaten by a saber toothed tiger. Yeah. But. Our brain, when we're triggered, is because we we do think it's fight or flight. It is life in our brain at that moment. It feels life or death, so we're going to react in a way that protects us. Mm. But we have to understand this issue is not a saber tooth tiger trying yeah. to eat our hunter gatherer. Um, it's someone preventing me from merging. <laughs> exactly, or whatever, <laughs> like whatever it, whatever that, it ends. It happened today. Yeah, whatever it and whatever it ends up being. So I was in the. You know, you're supposed to zipper at the last second. Oh, dude, those people are the worst. And the guy was like bumper to bumper with the car, and I could tell he was not gonna let me in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, this is the rules of the road. So I just like mm-hmm. turned towards him. Like, I was going to hit him, and he kept honking at me, and I was like, you better let me in, because I'm getting in right here, because you alternate one, one, yeah. one, one, you and zipper he in. he wasn't going to let He wasn't going to let me zipper in. Which so, is so dumb, because at one point in your life, probably that day, someone let you in. Yes, exactly. And then I let someone in in front of uh, me, and oh, I could tell he was pissed. Dude, he was flipping me off, just flipping me off, flipping me off, and he could see me in my rearview mirror, so I was just waving at him and smiling, and he was just getting so pissed. He's like pointing at the lane and like flipping me off, and I'm just kept waving and smiling at him. And but I could tell my heart was mm-hmm. getting increased, yeah. and I could tell like I was getting the adrenaline. Dude, we are stupid animals, man. It's amazing we've gotten to where we've. Where we've gotten, I, and to think about it, we're the species that's destroying the planet for yes, every other species. Exactly, they're all smarter and surviving, and we're just dumb. I mean, maybe we'd be better I, off. Yeah, I read a I read an article about how humans are getting uh, salmonella from kissing frogs, which apparently is now a thing. Apparently, kissing frogs is a thing, and uh, and now there's like all of the salmonella outbreak. And I'm just like, we are so f- stupid as a species. Why are they kissing them? I don't know. For it's, it's some some sort of social trend? media thing. Yeah. Like pod trend? Uh-huh. Speaking of trends, we'll get off the mental health. Sorry everyone. Thank you for listening so much. We don't have to get off the mental no, health. No, no, we do. Cuz I, okay. I I I it's time. <laughs> okay. Uh what are you looking at? Oh, I I uh, oh there we go. Okay. Oh I just, god. I felt a little quiet. Oh, okay, sorry. Right. Um no, you are heard, my friend. Uh are you a pumpkin person? No. I think pumpkins smell bad. Would you go to the pumpkin patch? I've been once. Once no, ever, oh, okay. Well, I went to the Sawbies Island two years ago uh-huh. for the corn maze, the yeah. haunted corn maze. Yeah, yeah. I didn't actually pump, pick pumpkins. Okay. Do you get pumpkins? I haven't gotten them in a while. 
we just really haven't been in a place for pumpkins. Like, yeah. So last year we were still on, like, I had just gotten, Wells was just born and it was yeah. just like too much. And then every th- year before that, we were in an apartment and mm. it's just an, a, a pumpkin in an apartment. Well, you doing just, pumpkins this year then? I don't know. We might. We've talked about going to a um, pumpkin patch, but uh, Addison's going to be here on the fourth, so I don't know what uh, our, I don't know what our time is yeah. going to look like. So damn, that's so soon. I know, like four weeks away. It's insane. Holy crap! All right. Well, I'm asking because uh, it's like I don't know what the what the date was or the switch was in August, but all of a sudden I just started seeing everybody saying, "All right, now it's time for Halloween stuff and scary season." In August. And I don't know if there was a This is the earliest I've ever noticed that. Me too. I went to the store the other day. Halloween stuff everywhere. Everywhere. Why? I don't know. And everyone's talking about pumpkin spice lattes. One, disgusting. Two, why? Yeah, it's it's definitely very... I don't know. I I don't understand it. I don't understand why we're so ready to jump to Halloween. Or even, the next not, thing. It's not even the best thing about fall. What is the best thing about fall? I know, not Halloween. <laughs> Halloween is miserable. I was out in the pouring rain with my foster son and Cheyenne and, and the neighbor and their, mm-hmm. their daughter. And it was dumping rain. And I had to like have the umbrella because the baby was so small. Mm-hmm. Just held the, ba- the umbrella over him the whole time while I'm getting dumped on. Yeah. I think I was only out there for like an hour. Yeah, Halloween, I think, is only ever fun if it's on a Saturday mm. or maybe even a Sunday because That's a most of the time point. you don't have it off. Yeah. So you have to work and then you get home and then you get to go and then you're going to go out and deal with all of the people yeah. who are out there. It's just no thanks. I don't get it. I don't know why we're always like, let's let's go to the next thing there. Pumpkin spice. On. Like maybe it's the heat that people... We're just ready to move on from. I just don't think it even got that hot this this summer. Yeah, I don't think so either. There was a couple days, but it did not. This was a fairly mild winter yeah. summer for us yeah. comparatively to what it's been in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, There yeah, was yeah. maybe like three days I got over 100. Yeah. There was like a four days there where it was like, we're record-breaking something day in a row. It was a while. Yeah, I mean, it got hot yeah. for a short period of time. Yeah. But I feel like this was a fairly mild. Mm. I mean, it's raining right now. That's true. And it's August 31st. I'm over it. The stupid rain. Really? Oh, I love this weather. No. It, so when we were in Lapine is mm-hmm. where we stayed, the house had a tin roof and the raindrops were massive. And I sat on the porch. I was just sitting there. Dude, so relaxing. Just hitting the rain. Oh, watching bet, the rain. I bet hit. that was really nice. But then guess what? It went away and it was sunny again. And I'm floating the river. It was awesome. That's what I want. If weather was like that all the time. I'd be down. Where is Lapine? It's like 20 minutes south of Bend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so just wondering about pumpkin season because I don't know why everyone's so into it. It's like uh, some things I just don't get. Are there things about me that I'm into that you're like, I don't get that? I'm sure there is. <laughs> I, I Watching... Um watching like rewatching shows like the flash yeah i don't i don't get how you spend that much time doing it but i'm getting deep into it dude i I mean if it's what you enjoy i'm not judging it's just like i don't get it i just don't i don't i don't get did you watch the flash no i watched arrow for a few seasons oh that's right dude the flash is better i'm watching an episode right now where everybody teams up team arrow team flash supergirl comes in 
I mean, it's cool if, it you, if, cool. if you're in if you're into that kind it's of thing. It's so corny, dude. The, the it's a CW show, yeah. so like it's yeah. <laughs> people people are asking for uh, Grant Gustin, who plays the Flash, to be the Flash in. So you know how there's DCU. Mm-hmm. They want Grant Gustin to be the Flash in The Batman. Replacing? No, The oh. Batman with uh, Twilight. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But that's such a dark, brooding universe. Mm-hmm. You want him to play The yeah, Flash? I don't think that would work. You're better off with the psycho uh, are they, Ezra are they, Miller. Are they planning on continuing the Batman yes. story? Yeah, okay. separate outside of it. Good. So they're going to do a Batman Good. in DCU, and mm-hmm. then they're going to do the Batman. Good. I think they're Good. already I'm glad they're leaving. I need... I need gritty, more gritty shows in my life. Like I'm what? so tired of oversaturated, overcolored, clean, clean, no, jokey, comedian. nobody ever, nobody dies. Yeah. Like, I'm so tired of the Disneyfication mm. of great TV. Don't you use Disney like it's a bad thing? It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're, they're, um, yeah, they're, their su- storytelling they're is terrible. What about Star Wars? Terrible. Did you watch Ahsoka? I've not watched Ahsoka yet. But I guarantee, like the uh, the opening scene has someone getting shanked with a lightsaber. Basically, in this, I've watched the side by sides get stabbed in the exact same place Qui Gon Jinn got stabbed, uh-huh. and then like cuts to the next scene and she's healing with like Ahsoka's like there, like she's like resting in bed and Ahsoka she's a Jedi and got stabbed by an Inquisitor. Yeah, and Ahsoka is like there. She didn't die and just like Ahsoka's there with her. It's like Ahsoka's friend. Mm-hmm. But that's so dumb. But we know that Jedi's can heal and give their life. Then why force. wasn't Qui Gon? Because it wasn't. They, they, she was trained by Anakin, dude, the greatest Jedi ever. <laughs> Anakin didn't have Force Heal. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, he didn't have Force Heal. Okay, it's dumb. Like I'm so tired of. Like now, there's this whole thing that maybe Mace Windu didn't die. What? He got cut in half. Yeah. Well, so did uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, but that's that's actual canon, though. Okay, but he didn't die and he got cut in half. I know. I I, I still think it's dumb. Like yeah. I, the whole book of Boba Fett. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All <laughs> nobody dies anymore. Yeah, and it's the same thing with uh with DC. I mean, I know in Marvel. Yeah. Uh, technically Tony Stark. Yeah. Died. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's it out of everybody. Yeah. It was Fighting just Thanos Tony's, and his army. It was just Tony Stark, and that was only because Robert Downey Jr. said, "I want to go do other things." Yeah. If if he had said, "I want to continue as Iron Man," well, you yeah. bet your ass he would still be an Iron Man. So you think they should die for the story? I think it adds more weight. I think so too. I can tr- I can track the the second that the season that Game of Thrones went downhill mm-hmm. was the season that they stopped killing off characters. Uh, well, yeah. Because the the whole the whole thing with that show was that, and they set the precedent early. Yeah. Anybody, regardless of who the character is, can die in any episode. Yeah. And they did that for a long time. Yeah, and then it got wait. And then it got to the point where it's like, oh, I'm watching this really cool fight scene, but nothing's going to happen about it. Mm, yeah. This character, my favorite character here, is not actually in peril. Yeah. I'm not so it's it, there's no weight to it because yeah. I'm not actually worried that Jon Snow's going to die because he about, ain't going to die. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Han Solo. He died. Yeah, I guess. Fine, <laughs> fair. One, one. Leia died. Well, they had to. Yeah, Luke died. Luke didn't die. He force pooped. 
<laughs> no, but those fall into the place with the same argument as that, uh, 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 Robert Downey. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just getting to the point where he can no longer play Iron Man or no longer wants to, so then we'll kill him off. There's, like, no consequences for anything. Mm-hmm. You're not invested, and it doesn't matter. By the time they wrote off Leia... She'd, yeah, she'd run her course completely out of the story. She died naturally. She was over oh, it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. That's how they they, yeah. they ended Leia's story. Yeah, line. yeah. I've, I've seen I've seen the uh, the Rise of Skywalker one time. Once. Once. Ooh, you got to watch it again. I, I, I give keep, it another watch. I keep planning on doing yeah. it, but I am so done with. I'm just so done with I Star Wars. I am too. And Ryan Johnson blew it, but. There's some moments in that film that are fun that mm-hmm. you're like, okay, that's cool. But I was going to say my favorite, my favorite moment in like in most superhero films is when we know the hero's not going to die. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yeah. But I want to see the hero get the shit kicked out of them because it's, it, there's something there like you're, they, they might, you might not lose them, but you know, like, holy crap, like Spider-Man one, uh, Peter Parker gets his ass beat by the green goblin willem dafoe oh okay that yes that superman okay he yeah. spider-man he gets his ass handed his mask is all mm-hmm. ripped off he's gonna die and then he's like at the last second lives right yeah but watching him just like when that he pulls that brick wall down on him mm-hmm. he's getting the shit kicked out of him and it's awesome but you know it had more weight when gwen stacy died in the uh mm. Garf- in the uh, andrew garfield ones. i mean we knew that was gonna happen yes but <laughs> they actually showed it yeah they actually showed it they did it and they didn't bring her back especially now with the multiverse mm-hmm. and everything i mean i heard that all all of these characters is, i know you don't care about spoilers spoilers everyone let's fast forward for five ten seconds i heard that all the real live action actors are up, appear in across the spider-verse oh really yes as live action characters with the animation. Really? Yes. I mean That's amazing. That that okay. That's amazing. I know you find that amazing, but to me, all of that is yeah. is fan service. Well, fan service, but marketing. But you don't you know can, what's gonna happen. You can sell toys. But you don't know that everything it happens. everything the, the Star Wars, the money in Star Wars yeah. is its toys. For sure. You it can sell toys. Yeah. And to so, adults. So <laughs> Disney was like, that's amazing. When they bought Star Wars, they're like, let's just copy that model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars sold toys when Star uh, Star Wars hadn't been made in a decade. Yeah, that's true. I was buying them. I was going to Walgreens and buying those little figures. Mm -hmm. The little figures, you know, on the the cards. Mm -hmm. I was buying those just because Star Wars was fun. Yeah. Wow, I still think. I mean, I still think Star Wars is really cool. There's still so much that they can flesh out. I just need more grit in it. Yeah. I need I need more Andor, less Book of Boba Fett. Did you like Joker? Uh yeah. I I found the messaging really annoying. Um What is the messaging? That he's like this this society created anti kind of almost kind of anti-hero. Mm, why is that? Cuz I think it's irresponsible. Like you can just oh. resort to anarchy to uh to solve your problems. Not everybody just someone with mental illness. This thing sucks. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I- but like, how many? But how many people were selling? Like, when he went full on crazy and he shoots the um, 
he shoots the the, the talk show host. Yeah, and then he's like arrested, but then everybody in the streets like rises up with and him. Storms the Capitol as his uh, yeah, as <laughs> holding up him as like whether he means anything to them or not. He's now a symbol. That's not far from reality. That's why I don't I don't particularly like the um I just I just don't really like because in a way I came across to me as almost. Because he's the main character, he's uh-huh. a sympathetic character. Oh, and I didn't. Nothing that that mm. dude does is symp- nothing that that dude does is sympathetic. I don't think you're supposed to be sim- sympathizing with him. I think people will, because most people are dum dums. <laughs> That's true. That is true. They're kissing frogs. <laughs> uh, okay, I want to get onto this thing that you text me because I didn't hear anything about it. I didn't open anything about it. I didn't want to. What was that? What, did he really say these things that you text me? Uh, so yeah. He, uh, are you talking about uh, persecuting political opponents or something? Oh, Trumpy prosecuting. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not as big of a deal. Um, oh, okay. I mean, it's just him. It's just Trump being Trump. Okay. Right? As he as he does. You can take with it as you want. I mean, there's it's no more of a threat if he gets in the office than anything else. Yeah. He's just saying the quiet parts out loud now. So, backstory, context. Yeah. He was on Glenn Beck's show. Uh-huh. Um, Glenn Beck, if you don't know who Glenn Beck is. What's his show on? Is it a podcast? What uh, is it? No, it's a... Sh- uh, it's a sh- He created his own network called The Blaze. I don't even... Mm. Know, I Honestly, I don't, okay. e- I don't even know who carries it anymore. Um, but he started it when he was let go from Fox. Mm-hmm. So, initially, he was brought into Fox uh, right around uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. And he portrayed himself as this real limited government libertarian. I bought into it heavy at the, when he first came, like was first kind of on the Fox airwaves talking about like responsible government. He wrote this book called common sense where he infused his beliefs in with Thomas Paine who wrote the original common sense and mm-hmm. about how we, and he, and a lot of the stuff he was saying kind of resonated at the time because it was like, you know, we're bailing out the billionaires and we need to yeah. not do that. And it was in the wake of, uh, of the, um, collapse. Of the economic collapse. So yeah. a lot of it, like the 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 grass, it was in the same time, the same kind of uh, spirit as the initial Tea Party, which was a spon- which was a spontaneous reaction to what they thought as bad policy. Mm-hmm. Um, Black president. But then it got com- <laughs> and then it got very co- <laughs> then it got very co opted. Yes. And Glenn Beck to stay re- to stay relevant, basically sold his soul like most Fox News hosts yeah. did. Right? They would adjusted his the, sales the things to the that wind. they the things the things that they said way back then completely contradict mm, all of the yes. stuff that they say now in defense of Trump. Yeah. He pre- he presented himself as this libertarian, although like you know how my thought my thoughts on libertarians, there's no actual libertarians out there. And if they are, they're generally very very weird. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> the uh but but he was eventually he's he's had his own show called I think it was just called Glenn Beck. Yeah. Uh, uh and then uh, he was kind of a rising star within Fox, but then he got a little too crazy and they axed him. Um, and then he started his own thing called the blaze around the 12, blaze 2012. Yeah. He has some, he had, he's had some crazy guys like Matt Walsh come through. He's been friends okay. with guys like Gavin McInnes and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, so he's very much a fringe character now. Okay. Um, and he was on a show. Yeah, and he was on. So he was uh, Trump. Hold on, I'm going to pause this real quick okay. and go take care of my dog. <laughs> okay. Uh, so with uh, Glenn Beck, he uh, so Donald Trump was on with Glenn Beck, 
and Glenn Beck said, hey, you know, you you said back in 2016 you were going to lock her up, her being Hillary Clinton, yeah. and then you didn't. Um, oh. And you said at the time that's not what we do in the United States. I don't know if he said that or not. He may have, and if he did, good for him. But, right. I, th- but I think he also realized his Justice Department probably also told him there is nothing that is prosecutable <laughs> here. So I guess... I guess kudos to him for not trying to lock up his biting by the rules. <laughs> uh, what a what a low bar to clear. Yeah. Um. So the um. With. So what do you respond? So with? so then he was like, and then Glenn said, uh, "Do you regret not doing that?" And then he goes, "Well, when you have to look at it and what they're doing to me now, I would have to say like I do regret it." And then, um, and then, if reelected, I you know I'll will have to you know we'll have to go after the, the we'll have to go after these people because the the things that they're doing now to me if they'll do it to me they'll do it to you it's you know, just the the same run of the mill thing but and then and then basically finished by saying I uh, will have to prosecute um, we we'll have to we have to prosecute these people because of what they're doing yeah um, so essentially in a roundabout way I mean he was saying I'm going to jail I'm going to prosecute my political enemies and I need to remind you that. Joe Biden, the Democrats, did not indict him. Yeah. He was indicted by a grand jury, 12 people of the public, of his peers. They were presented evidence from the Justice Department in Georgia, in New York, and then the the feds in two different jurisdictions. They were in four different cases. Those four grand juries of his peers were presented evidence who then voted to bring charges. Right. Joe Biden had nothing to do with that process. Nothing. Had nothing to do with that process. Yeah. So this whole notion of Joe Biden is prosecuting his political enemies, that is not true. Joe Biden has not directed Merrick Garland to pursue charges. None of this is true. Yeah. And this is this assertion of election interference is absolute bullshit. Are you saying that we can't prosecute someone for breaking the law because they're a candidate? We've already been with yeah, we've yeah. already been down that how yeah, stupid yeah, yeah. of the role role that is. But on the but also, don't you think that the voters deserve to know who they're voting for? Yeah, what are we just not supposed to talk about it? So you there you're not shouldn't wouldn't someone like to know that if this person had committed a crime or not yeah before I voted for them yeah I feel like not giving voters all of the information mm-hmm. necessary to make a choice is in itself voter uh it, it election election, inter- election it, interference yeah 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 and that's a great point politics if you're making it do we really want our justice system to be weighing political realities when making a decision to prosecute do we really mm. want the 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 political this guy is yeah. a candidate so there's politics at play that is going to influence how we decide to prosecute i thought justice is supposed to be blind i mean i think there is anyways yes i mean there is naturally but yeah. I mean, that would be a massive step into yeah. we're just not going to prosecute someone yeah. i mean at the same it's it's the same bullshit you can't we a president can't uh a president can't what 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 did they say like why couldn't Merrick Garland be a Supreme Court justice oh because Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump said that it, like the precedent is is that a pres a president can't 
nominated as Supreme Court justice in the last year yes. of their term. Yes. And then Trump went on to do the exact same thing. Yes. So essentially, it's just I get to cheat. I get to have the rules. I get to have my cake and eat it, too. Yeah. And you could just continue to be the loser. Yeah. I, I, I'm so tired of this rampant hypocrisy. Ooh. There's just anything that that man says, you can be like, dude, you said the exact same or did the exact same different mm. a month ago. Yeah. It's he's so it's so annoying. It's such it's so so disingenuous. Uh, his arguments that one, it's election interference—that's bullshit. That he's being treated differently uh, because of his because of who he is by the that's communist also, Democrats. That's also stupid. I'm sorry. You you're you're mad that you get to have you had to have a mugshot. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Don't every doesn't every criminal get a mugshot? Alleged. And the fact that. The other three cases that he was indicted in, yeah, didn't require him to. They didn't actually did not require him to have a mugshot, right? Which is actually preferential treatment. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know what? In that post, I was just showing you uh, during that quick break. He said Atlanta, not Georgia, not Georgia. Mm-hmm. Which is a hundred percent strategic. Oh yeah, but also he was wearing a blue tie. Mm. In that video, I'm sure all of that is is uh, coordinated. Oh, it's all coordinated, and there's messaging and signaling and talking about the way that our brain operates on things that we see. Where's the red power tie when you're making these messages? Mm. Right? I mean, that's yeah. that's all marketing. That's all strategic. Sure. I don't. I don't know. What the, I don't know what the blue tie would mean, but. It's just softer, friendlier. That's why, oh. like, you look at social media, Twitter's blue, Facebook's blue. Um, those are all, like, that blue is, like, mm. uh, you can trust us. We, 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 you know, we're safe. This is where it's at home. It's where you can use us. All mm. that stuff. So in this rant where he's calling the charges literally, quote, bullshit, <laughs> he's wearing this nice blue tie. Sure. So, like, I'm softer. Yeah. I'm the victim here. Feel mm-hmm. bad for me. Yeah. It's all strategic, dude. I'm sure it is. I they 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 play so many. They just they play so many stupid games. Yeah, um, play stupid games with stupid prizes. <laughs> I, I hate that. Term. It's so that's such an over overused term. Oh yeah, that's like one it. of the one of the 19 co-defendants, um, Kenneth Cheesebro, who was um, a lawyer for President Trump. Mm-hmm. He requested uh, he requested a speedy his right to a speedy trial in Georgia, and the mm-hmm. judge granted it. Um, essentially, I think the the thought was is that okay, we'll send this guy out. We'll say this one guy, Cheeseboro, you're the sacrificial lamb. Uh, you go out, and we want to see how ready she is to go to trial. So uh-huh. he requests a um, oh. a speedy trial. Yeah, because one one of the two things can happen. Um, so you have a right to request a speedy trial. The the judge granted it. Yeah, and if. Fonnie Willis, the prosecutor, wasn't ready to go to trial. It, technically, it could end up being dismissed. Oh, wow. She wasn't ready to go to trial. Right. Well, she was like, all right, fine. October 23rd. So, And the judge granted the, the, the date. Yeah. October 23rd, this guy is going to go to trial. Right. Um, for, Dummies, for the For the... Um, Gambled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but at the same time, it might end up working out. Right, it right. could end potentially work out for Trump because normally the Fonnie Willis had said, well, we want to batch as many of these co-defendants into one trial as possible and try oh, them together. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't give a massive advantage to the other batches. So say you try the whole case because it's Rico. Yeah. Everybody is lumped into the same case. They're all the same defendant. 
So you have to try the whole case against Kenneth Cheesebro while Trump and the other 17 mm-hmm. people are sitting around and they're able to watch all of the evidence, all of the arguments, yes. all of that. So there, there's this thought that regardless of how it oh. did, they put up Cheesebro to see so they could get, they basically could Their get a, um, a, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's sort of smart. Yeah. I guess it's sort of That's smart. That's actually kind of smart. But uh, um, wow. J- uh, Judge Chutkin, who is the judge, the federal judge overseeing the uh, January 6th case, yeah. did set a trial date for March 3rd. 24? Of 2024. Whoa. So, uh, and the documents case is in May. So <gasps> by summer, oh by God. next summer, we will have um, at least two of these, ca- the two federal cases tried and decided. Um, decided. Wow. Which is good. I mean, yeah. that's good. I mean, he may try to, um, who knows what Judge Cannon will do. She may, um, they may come and say all of those different things about how we need more time. Mm-hmm. She may grant it. I don't know. But for sure, I guarantee you the one in, the one in D.C. will not be extended. That one will go to trial. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at least one of these things will, at least one of these charges will, will, will go to trial and be, and be decided. So. It's crazy to think about in just like yeah. six months, we could have a former president of the United States convicted of felony charges. Yeah. And it's interesting, the changes in um, public opinion mm. in terms of um, how people feel like, how people feel towards Trump. Yeah. So in each case, it's a little bit different, but like with the January 6th one specifically, 54% of the public... Mm-hmm view him guilty mm-hmm. of those charges. Um, and so you're thinking, okay, well, does that mean like 46% think he's not guilty? Mm-hmm. No, no. Only 21% feels like he's not, not guilty. guilty. The other, the remainder is all um, like, what did that be? Like 27, 28% waiting is waiting for the process. So, and then oh something like God. something like sixty percent of respondents said, if convicted in, of those charges, yeah. he should face jail time. Wow! When given a list of what, like, should he face jail time? Mm-hmm, should he mm-hmm. get some sort of different sort of like public, some sort of other confinement, like at home confinement? Should he get like public service or whatever? Yeah. And the the overwhelming like the the majority vote was he should spend time in jail. So it's crazy that it there does seem to be a appetite for if he is convicted, like treat him like everybody else. I will say, dude, I feel like I said this a little bit a few weeks ago, but I think that like, I think we are over the Jerry. What is it? Jerryocracy? Gerrymandering? No, the old ass people. Oh, the, ger- the geriatrics <laughs> running yeah. the show, but also all the wealthy and rich getting away with everything. They truly do. And you're talking about, you know, sending a, a what is what do you call the guy sending him out as like the sacrificial lamb. Sacrificial lamb. I mean, that might end up being Donald Trump in a way of like the public just wanting to see somebody who's an elite pay for their their actions. Now I don't really think it's going to happen. I don't think he's a sacri- I don't think he's a sacrificial lamb. I mean, I think that if he does pay for those things, I think that the I, the 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 mentality. I just see this shift in people being over one old people running things and two rich people running things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that. That's the Mitch McConnell again. 
again? Hey, hey. And you can't ask me if not to make if, fun of them if you're, if you're not, not going to say saying, every, anything's wrong. Just saying, no, there's nothing. There is clearly something wrong. He should not be in office. But if you're a gamesman and you don't want Trump to win, yeah. you want Mitch McConnell where he's at. Why? He is doing everything in his power to insulate the Senate from Trumpism and to move the Republican Party away from Trump. And he is in a he is in the power he is in the power position to do that. It's the same thing with I mean, he's got his moments. Joe (laughs) Biden I mean, I'm just like Joe Biden if you were to just take his worst moments on a mic, for sure, you would think that that guy's in his like he is Sleepy Joe in his basement. <laughs> for look, sure, like those guys, they are old. I get it. Yeah, but at the same time, they know the game. They know how to. They know how to play it. They know politics. And I'm not betting against Mitch McConnell. I'm not betting against Joe Biden. I was thinking about that actually earlier when I was driving to work, watching these videos of Mitch just like short circuiting, and I'm thinking like. The attitude overall is like, let's get younger people. Like that's what I'm seeing mm-hmm. the 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 voices online saying. But I don't I don't just want younger. I think what you're pointing to is experience and knowledge. Great, we can go younger, but not if they don't have experience and knowledge. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone just to be in an office because they're younger. I want them to know how the system operates mm-hmm. and how to make things happen yeah you need the you need the old people you really like you really do i i i'm no we don't look <laughs> at how we reacted to covid <laughs> i i i am fine with uh i i don't know i i think you 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 get rid of the the old sages mm-hmm. to your detriment like those guys have a lot of knowledge they know how the system works and that's knowledge that you just can't readily replace and I, I mean, eventually Nancy Pelosi does need to uh, pass the torch mm-hmm. to somebody else. But name me somebody in the Democratic Party that is that can get the party to fall yeah. in line. I think the main reason why the Democratic Party hasn't fractured into all of these different splinter groups like mm-hmm. the Freedom Caucus, like the Republican Party has yeah. into the Freedom Caucus, into the whatever caucus and run by some lightweight named Mitch McCarthy. But really, um, uh, sorry, uh, Kevin McCarthy, yeah, but really, it's like he can't control the 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 Trumplicans in the Republican Party. Sure, dude, there is none of that fractured in the House Democrats. Yeah, they are in lockstep. Yeah, why is that? Nancy Pelosi. Okay, if not for Nancy Pelosi getting members like AOC yeah. and the other squad members in line, yeah. two three years ago, I it seems like AOC has figured it out. Like, this is how you actually get what you want done. Nancy Pelosi is not my enemy. Sure. Like, AOC constantly kept trying to say she mm-hmm. was. AOC knows how to maneuver within the system to get incremental change done. That's how you win in Washington, and that's how you maintain power in mm-hmm. Washington. And if you just go with young and inexperienced. energetic, inexperienced, reactionary yeah. individuals, you get shitty policy, yeah. or you get super highly divisive parties parties parties. yeah but what about i I look at mitch mcconnell and i see nothing but enabling for the sake of power okay mitch mitch mcconnell is he is a republican full stop Mm -hmm. he's a republican before he's an american 
that man cares mm. solely about the survivability and viability of his party. How's that working out? But <laughs> he has also, I mean, the infrastructure bill does not get passed, if not for Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Working with Democrats. That is something that none of the crazies in the House of Representatives, right. the leaders in the House would have ever passed. Mm-hmm. The uh, Inflation Reduction Act doesn't get passed without Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. working with Democrats because you have the 50, you have, uh, you cannot pass that by, f- without right, right. Uh, 57 votes. Yeah. He gets the, Mitch McConnell gets his people in line and they stay within the navigational buoys of the Republic. What is the Republican we Party? Love those buoys. And you can always count on somebody when you know what their self interests are. Yeah. And I'd rather have someone whose self interests are, at least align with some sort of ideology or institution uh, that is other than Orange Man. The devil you know. Just saying. Boot these people at your own risk. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really think they're that bad. In this whole, like, anybody under 80 for president? Yeah. Yes, that's fine. But who? Dude, name me one person. Yeah. I, I can't think of anybody... In the Democratic in the Democratic Party yeah. that could galvanize and get people out to vote, yeah, and win within the system. Right. Everybody else just wants to complain about the system, but the system ain't changing unless yeah you vote for it to change. Yeah, you don't want radical change. But in the meet, but in the meantime, <laughs> how are you going to win? Yeah, and you can't change. Without There's a reason winning. why these old fuckers keep winning. Yeah, just saying. You've had how many times have people had the opportunity? To vote out Nancy Pelosi? And didn't. She's still there. We'll see. I feel like the winds are changing. Hopefully. I mean, eventually they will. Yeah. I mean, you need to get up there, dude. Eventually our eventually Start your campaign. Eventually our um We're old enough, dude. Our generation will get to um Pat Meaves. President Pat Meaves. You yeah. gotta rein him in though. <laughs> you could be his uh Roger Stone. Mm. Oh God. You want to do it? Roger Stone. No, but you could be Pat Meeves' Roger Stone. Mm. Where you just like puppet him. Tell him what to do. Quick. I don't think he's puppetable. I don't think so either. <laughs> I'll be your puppet. Fuck it. All right. All right, bye. Bye. Once upon a time, she dreamed among her books. And every day she wore the look of a sullen, haunting child. Until the story took a twist and through her bliss A frog came riding through the mist And by his kiss she was beguiled You got to kiss a frog or two Kiss a frog or two before You find your prince You got to kiss a frog or two Kiss a frog or two before You find your prince